T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Obviously, yesterday was a, a huge day. You know, we're getting on 10 years in the anniversary of Sandy Hook, where 20 children and six adults were m- murdered. And yesterday, 15 plaintiffs were awarded $965 million from Alex Jones for him basically saying it was a fraud and a hoax and that it never happened. And the lead counsel uh, in the case, Chris Matty, uh, joining us now in studio. And, you know, Chris, first of all, thanks for coming in. I mean, when was the last time you slept? <laughs> You're the only guy who could get me out of bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> on the morning after a verdict. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, we're, we're running on fumes, but we're elated with yesterday. So, Well, I, I want to ask you, uh, what were the expectations for yesterday? What, did you, what were you thinking? Because I'm sure in your mind you had a, a best case, a worst case, and, you know, a baseline. Yeah, I mean, we had a sense for the jury after watching them for four weeks, you know, taking in the evidence um, that they were very, very disturbed by what they saw. You know, a 10-year attack by Alex Jones on these families uh, in the aftermath of just an unspeakable loss that resulted in them, you know, kind of enduring harassment and fear and threats, some of them having to live on the run. And for just normal people you know, drawn from all walks of life to see that in a courtroom and to see the very emotional testimony and the toll it's taken on them, we could tell that they were just like any basically decent human would be, just deeply affected by it. So we felt that they were going to do what was necessary to to hold Alex Jones accountable, but uh, we were still stunned uh, when the verdict was read yesterday at, at just how... Um, just how strong a statement they made against the the behavior that they saw. You know, we're talking about Chris Matty, who's a lead counsel uh, for the 15 plaintiffs in the Alex Jones case. So what is what is it like for you yesterday? I mean, talk a little bit about the waiting and then and then what it's like when you when you get the decision handed down. Just, you know, take people through what that's like. Yeah, so you know, we're very, very close with uh, the families who brought this case. They're like family to us. And so, um, you know, we were all together in a in kind of a spare courtroom that the uh, court let us use, you know, while we were waiting. Right. Um, and a lot of it was just, you know, kind of chit chat, joking around, some reading, you know, some tense moments when a jury would send back a note and wondering what it was. This was, I think, their third full day of deliberations. And so, you know, I mean, my natural feeling as a lawyer was like, 
what's taking so long. Right. Is it the longer, the better, the longer, the worse? You don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind right. of a fool's errand to like speculate about what's right. going on in the jury room. You just know that all six of them need to agree on something. But, um, but we did feel like yesterday, you know, might be the right time uh, for a verdict because they had asked for the readback of one of our clients' testimony who was the last person on the verdict form. And so we felt like they were getting to the end of what they had to do. And then when the verdict came be- uh, in after lunch... You know, we all went in. It was a packed courtroom. Obviously, there was a lot of media there, uh, and it was it was pin drop quiet. And what happened is the jury comes out and they hand the verdict forms to the judge. The judge flips through them and then says that she's going to send them back to the jury room because the foreperson hadn't initialed every page. She had oh signed goodness. every page. Why can't they reading. just walk up and do it? <laughs> um, and, and how so, much more time did that delay? I mean, another five minutes. Yeah. Um, and and the jury was so diligent throughout um and and so then they come back and they they read the first number the first verdict was uh, for Robbie Parker who really had been used by Jones and tormented by Jones uh for years and so we knew that you know his that the jury's verdict for him would kind of set the pace for everybody else and you know they came back with 120 right yeah 60 million dollars for defamation damages 60 million for emotional distress damages and, and he just, was the one who was like out in the pacific northwest and somebody like came up to him and uh, they they fled connecticut yeah. you know what, what happened was he had given a press conference the night after the shooting because he was concerned about anybody who didn't really know his daughter emily um you know kind of giving information about her and he really wanted to share um his relationship with his daughter uh with the world and Alex Jones took that and manipulated it and called him an actor. And from then on out, he and his family were attacked, threatened. They moved to the Pacific Northwest. Within a couple of months, his new address was online and he's been confronted in public. So, you know, his story and his courage was really inspiring. But but we knew when they came back with that statement for Robbie that it was going to be uh, big. It was going to be big. Chris Matty, it's Koskoff, Koskoff and Beter. Is yeah, that? yeah, that's that's uh, the firm. Yes, uh, lead counsel on the in the Sandy Hook case. Joining us here on Brian and Company and WTIC News Talk ten eighty. The money's important, but it's it, for the families. I mean, listen, I always say this overarching this whole conversation. Chris is that you're a dad. I'm a dad. Is the tragedy here? And I, and so we know that twenty children were murdered and and six adults were killed, and so. You know, these questions are always keeping that in mind. You know, the money is important, but is it more the symbolism for these families? I mean, is this and, and how does this how is closure with them with this? Yeah. So, you know, for a long time, these families kind of suffered in silence. I mean, you know, if you didn't follow the news and, and, and why would you years after Sandy Hook? But um, you might not be aware that Alex Jones was repeatedly year after year after year going after these people. Um, and and that experience for them was kind of, it re-victimized them in many ways. And so this lawsuit was really just an act of, of despair, you know, just right. trying to do something to stand up for themselves and to affirm, you know, that the lives of the people that they lost were real. And so you know, what they were hoping for out of this jury was to find some refuge and to find some justice and some accountability for what had happened to them. And and so the money is, is a representation of that. It's a symbol of that. It's the only remedy that the court system provides. Right. Um, but it's it's so meaningful in that, 
you know, we hope and they hope that the next time there's a mass shooting and there will be, and we know Alex Jones is already like, you know, plotting to, to call the next mass shooting, some sort of hoax that he will, um, realize that that kind of thing doesn't pay as it paid him for so many years that, that there are consequences to it. And we, so we hope it kind of resets incentives for Alex Jones and people like him. You know, real quick before we have to take a break, and there's a second element to the conversation I want to have is I, I don't know an, an answer to this for me because these are all families that may not have even known each other in 2012. And, you know, is it is it 15 separate parties here? Give a sense. Of, is there a sense of community with this group? I mean, this has been a long time with a lot of, you know, heartbreak and effort. And obviously they had to coordinate to some degree on this case. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, eight families uh, who lost loved ones at, at Sandy Hook and then one uh, FBI first responder who was part of the SWAT team that that secured the school that morning. The families obviously came to know each other um, under circumstances that none of us can imagine and and share that experience and have supported one another through it. Um, so there, there are relationships that go back, although you're right, that bef- before the shooting, you know, it's like how many parents at your kid's school do you know? Some, but not They weren't in my kid's grade, right? maybe not at all. So... You know that that has been a very meaningful community for them. Um, so they're close. There's a closeness. They're very, they're yeah. very close, uh, and you know, nobody else in the world can. Very few people else in the world can really understand what it's been like for them. Yeah, let's take a quick break here. Uh, we're talking with Chris Matty, lead counsel uh, in the Sandy Hook case, Alex Jones, uh, the verdict for 965 million yesterday. Um, there's so many things I want to ask you. I wish we could spend you know like the entire morning together talking about. It. I mean, you know. Just, you know, quickly, for you to be so involved in this, I mean, I just know how much of a sacrifice it is with your, you know, with your family and, and everything else to put into it. It, it. It's almost like surreal now for you, right? I mean, you know, we've been at this for four years, uh, and there have been, you know, fits and starts along the way. We have an amazing team that worked on it. Um and, and it's not over. You know, there's a whole second part to this, which we can talk about. But yesterday was a, a milestone. You know, the trial is the thing, like a public reckoning where the, the families get to testify and share their story and kind of reclaim their voice in all of this. So very meaningful. Uh, and to confront Alex Jones, who, you know, while he uh, avoided the courtroom, you know, there was one day he had to be there because we subpoenaed him and, and that uh, putting him under oath and kind of re- forcing him to reveal who he is to the world was 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 really meaningful as well. But, yeah, it's a little bit um, disorienting at the end of it. <laughs> or what do you do now? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I well, think we're just going to like call my colleagues and say, hey, can you believe what happened yesterday? Just go eat a huge bag of chips, right. <laughs> like yeah. sit on the couch and watch something dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, I, listen, I mean, I have a hundred questions. Quickly, what is the guy like to be around him? Like, what was it? Because you you had that one interaction with him, and it just give me a sense of from where you sat and to be in front of him. What what kind of guy he is? Yeah, I mean, I had him. I had him at trial, but I also had him in deposition for two days um, in Connecticut. Is there an on and off switch, or is he the same all the time? No, he's well. I mean, he's he's not quite the same as he is on the air. He's a little bit more shrewd. 
you know, when he's being closely questioned. But here's what you have to understand about Alex Jones is that he is a businessman and he has found a model where he can prey on people's fears. He can prey on their resentments. He can get them to a place where they're desperate to believe what he's saying. And then he sells them stuff. That's the whole model. It's corrupt uh, and nobody benefits in that equation except for him. And so, you know, what, what he's really about is, you know, uh, wait, laying in wait for a tragedy so that he can exploit it, so that he can drive traffic to his website and get paid. So that's number one. But the other thing is, you know, to kind of inflict that kind of cruelty on very vulnerable people over years, you have to be, you know, pretty broken inside. And that that's the the sense I got for him is just he's a he's scared and he's a little man on the inside and he's not happy unless everybody else is frightened along with him. Um, but but you know we're, we're we think yesterday is is an important step in uh, kind of exposing that corrupt business model for what it is. We're talking with Chris Matty. I, I follow ups on that, but I, I don't have time, and I want to get to mm. this part of it. Lead counsel in in the Sandy Hook case that got nine hundred sixty five million from Alex Jones. But that's the question: What are you going to get? When would you get it? What's the process to get? I mean, he's filed for bankruptcy. Uh, the rumors are he could be worth anywhere from twenty five million to two hundred million. Nobody knows. And how does that how does that work, Chris? Yeah. So you know, the next step for us is to enforce our verdict. And and really, the the case isn't over yet. Even in Connecticut Superior Court, there will be a punitive damages proceeding next month before the judge, where um, she may decide to award additional damages on top. But when it comes to enforcing the verdict against Alex Jones, his company has filed for bankruptcy. He has not. It's important to note that. The verdict is against him personally and his company. Um, And so we're going to be, you know, enforcing the verdict against all of his assets, even assets that we believe he may have fraudulently transferred. And whatever is there at the end of the day, you know, whatever assets um, we're able to locate and find, he's going to pay. Uh, And, you know, we think they're substantial but it's going to be a a long process. Years? Yeah, it could be. I mean, there's going to be an appeal. Um, you know, this obviously is going to have an impact on his business. There's a bankruptcy proceeding. Um, and so it's it's complicated. But what's not complicated is that uh, he is going to have this verdict hanging over him um, for a very, very long time. Chris Matty joining us here on Brian and Company. You know, the pushback is how does this factor in with First Amendment rights, like his ability to say what he wants to say, is the fact that it was patently untrue? Is that where it turns? I'm glad you raised that because, you know, the the First Amendment um, is very, very important to me. Uh, I've handled civil rights cases. We want an expansive and inclusive First Amendment. We want a First Amendment that uh, protects even very unpopular speech. But the First Amendment has never protected lies. Um, you know, the idea of defamation is as old as the Constitution itself. And the reason that's the case is because lies are anathema to a free society. They're, uh, they're poisonous, you know, to a, a citizenry that wants to be well-informed. And what Alex Jones did here, you know, it wasn't an opinion. It wasn't an unpopular point of view. It wasn't, you know... Uh, protected political speech. These were lies. These were lies directed at other human beings that had a devastating effect on their life. And so, of course, they're not protected. And and one of the ways that we ensure the integrity of the First Amendment is to uh, make sure that folks who would abuse it 
uh, and and try and claim its protection when really what they're doing is just damaging our society and damaging individuals aren't able to do it. My last question for you, Chris, is about process and you know just from people uh, that we know in common, I know how much work went into this. Talk about the effort to prepare. I mean, in terms of t- testimony and so on, do you actually mock things up? Do you do you have you know, every part of your cross examination memorized? I mean, how, how does how does that hold? Because I, I I'm not a lawyer and I never will be, so I don't understand the the degree. I know sports. You you, you practice every day and you play a game. You know what I mean? Stuff like I prep for my show, but it's not it's nothing compared to it. So just give people an insight into the process that you go through to prepare for something like this. Every lawyer you know, does it a little bit differently, uh, but you know, when it comes to trial presentation, what we try to do is think about you know, what type of presentation over the course of four weeks, you know, cause, so you're thinking about it day by day, but also week by week. You know, how are we going to tell a story in a way that makes sense to the jury that's just hearing things for the first time? And so your witness order is really important. How are we going to um, so you're constructing a narrative. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how are we going to prepare our, our clients, especially for what's going to be very emotional testimony, knowing that they're going to be cross-examined? What's most important to them to convey to the jury? Because you know, everybody experienced this a little bit differently. Some some of them um, have uh, deep concerns for their own personal safety. Others were most affected by the idea that their their child's memory was being um, sullied. Others, um, you know felt like they um, they just were hypervigilant always going out into public. And so the, the different ways in which they affected them and, and working that with them to be able to express that was very important. And then, you know, your jury addresses, your opening statement and your closing um, are really just um, more art than science in how can I uh, convey to the jury what's at the heart of this case and what's going to make them focus on the right things. I mean, there's a performative element to it. I mean, was it difficult to separate the personal and the professional? I mean, again, like this happened in our backyard, your dad. I mean, were there moments where you had to catch yourself? Oh, in, in this case, more than more than any other. Ma- mainly just because I think you're right. Like it, being from Connecticut, being here when it happened, now having children that are about the same age as, as the first graders that that were lost there. It's, um, it's a, it's a very personal experience and especially having gotten to know the families so well, knowing their family members, spending so much time thinking about, you know, Don Hawksprung, the principal, yeah. Mary Sherlock, the school psychologist, um, the children, Dylan, Aviel, Daniel, Emily. It's just, it's too much sometimes, but, um, you know, it was really through their courage that we were able to present a case that we hope, um, represented the, the memories of those people as best we could. Well, I would just say, you know, it's hard to say like a congratulations because there's such a bittersweet component to it because of the extreme degree of the, of the tragedy. But what I can say is that I think the degree of like the number of, uh, amount speaks to uh, the emphatic case that you made. And we appreciate the time uh, coming in after such a, an intense stretch. And I don't know what you should do, but it, I mean, I would imagine you should treat yourself to, to something, Chris. Well, the Yankees are on tonight, so I'm sure I'll catch that if, if uh, yeah. the kids let me. But no, thanks for having us on and thanks for, for
Berlin to share the story of this case. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.